0: Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, happy Resurrection Sunday. Wherever you're at online, I am so glad that you're joining us today. Do you realize that literally billions of Christians are celebrating today the greatest event in history, an empty tomb, that Jesus is the victor, victor over sin, victor over guilt, victor over death. And really, It is this resurrection that makes us all one family. And I'm really, really excited about this message, this Easter message. But before we jump into the Easter message, I want to just go back just a couple of days to that Good Friday message. Right Now, the Good Friday message is great for you and for me. It's that Jesus took our place on the cross. Now, that wasn't great for Jesus as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane before he goes to the cross. I mean, he is sweating like drops of blood. He's praying if there's any way that this can pass, that I don't need to go to the cross, then please let that happen. But there was no other way. Right? In fact, the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says that he that knew no sin, that's Jesus, he became sin for us. Right? that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. In other words, at the cross, Jesus took, excuse me, God took all of Jesus righteousness out of him and put it in you and took all of your unrighteousness and put that in Jesus. The Bible says he was delivered up because of our offenses. It was our sin that put him on the cross, yours and mine. But it also says he was raised because of or when we were justified. So Jesus, the resurrection is proof that you've been justified or made just as if you'd never sinned. And really what Jesus did is he paid the penalty for sin. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. Now it's physical death. But it's even more than that. It's what the Bible refers to as the second death or eternal separation from God in a place of torment. And someone had to pay that bill. Somebody had to pay for sin, for your sin and for my sin. And this is what's great. Jesus stepped in and he paid for your sin and for my sin. Somebody had to do it. Now, this is what people think. People think hell is a place that God sends people he's mad at. But that is not really true. Hell is a place where people pay for their own sin. Jesus came to pay for your sin. And you'd be crazy to not accept what he has done for you. But hell is not a place where people go or are sent that God is mad at. Hell is a place where people pay for their own sin. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, for God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. You see, some people think, oh, God's mad and he sent people to hell. No, 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 no. He's not holding their sins against them. You see, because they can receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers. Right? And it's ridiculous to pay your own bill when it's already been paid in full. He gave his life for you so that you could live for him, literally. He gave his life for you, so that you could live for him today and in eternity in this place of great joy. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. See, Jesus wants you to receive forgiveness. He wants, literally, Jesus wants to be your best friend. And I pray that today, if you are not right with God, that you get right with God, that you receive him today. And really, Friday is Jesus paid the price for your sin and for my sin so that we do not need to pay that price, right? But then to prove everything that he did, he rose from the dead. It backed up his claims, Right. He did what no one had done before. He did what only God could do, right? He arose from the dead. And then the Bible tells us he appeared to many. In fact, he appeared to as many as 500 people at one time. And he rose from the dead and conquered death. Not just for himself. It's really interesting. Everything that Jesus did, he didn't do to prove he could do it. He did it as your substitute and my substitute. He says this in Revelation one in verse 18, for I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Jesus defeated the devil. He defeated death. In fact, Jesus said, I've got the keys. The devil doesn't even have the keys to his own house anymore. All right. He can, what Jesus can do for you is he can unlock death. You see, he conquered death. He paid the consequences of sin for you and for me and conquered death. Now, it's true about physical death, but it is also true about the things that bring death. The Bible talks about our identification with Christ. And it says this, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You know, when you're connected to Jesus, your life should be different. So he conquered physical death and he conquered hell and he came out with the keys. Right? But what he wants to do is he wants to bring that into your life today. Right? Now, many people understand Friday. They understand Jesus died. Jesus paid the price for my sins. And we can even say we understand he arose from the dead right? But we really don't understand Sunday. We don't understand Easter. We don't understand that message, right? God doesn't just want you to be a church member. He doesn't want you to just be a believer about what happened on Friday. He doesn't want you to just be a Christian, right? But he wants so much more. He wants you to walk in newness of life, In fact, in Philippians chapter three, it says that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, right? So we understand his death that he paid for our sin. Almost all Christians understand that. But what we sometimes don't understand is what does the Sunday message, what is the Easter message? Well, we need to understand the power of his resurrection. Now that resurrection power will ultimately raise you and I from the dead. But that resurrection power is not supposed to just be something that affects us when we die. That resurrection power is supposed to affect us today. All right? It says that we should walk in newness of life. When Jesus arose from the dead, uh, he, he appears later to, to Saul, who becomes Paul, the apostle, and he says, I am Jesus the victorious. I am Jesus the victorious. He was victorious over sin, over the devil. Over guilt, over death, and he he brought about a resurrection, right? He arose from the dead, and he is victorious in all of those aspects. But what he wants to be is victorious in your life and in my life. You see, the, the Friday message is Jesus paid for your sin. But the Easter message is freedom and victory. Jesus said, I am the victorious. And we are to walk in that same newness of life. Galatians 4 and verse 1 says this, who gave himself for our sins, that's the Friday message, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. That is the Sunday message. That is the Easter message. The Easter message is that we don't need to live the way that we did before. I think it's interesting when the church is born on the day of Pentecost, Peter is preaching. He preaches a sermon. The people say, what do we need to do? And he tells them what they need to do. And this is with many other words. He testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from. Now, most Christians would just say hell. But this is what he said. Be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved from this perverse generation. You see, part of the Easter message is that you and I can live in newness of life, right? The Friday question, do you know Christ? Do you know that he paid for your sins? That we need to know that, right? And if you've never received Jesus and received the forgiveness that he offers you, receive him as the Lord of your life, today is your day, right? Before we close today, we're gonna pray together. This is your day. But do you know him in the power of his resurrection? Is your life different now? Because you're supposed to be saved from this perverse generation, right? God, God loves us, right? And that's part of this wonderful, wonderful message, right? But he raises us up from the ashes of defeat. He takes those things that are dead in our lives and he can resurrect those things. Our life should never be worse than when we receive Jesus. You understand that? That should be as low as it ever gets. In fact, we can say it like this. Your worst day following Jesus should be better than the best day you ever had serving the devil. Because the devil, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Many think, well, I can be forgiven but my, my life will never be great again. You know, I can get saved and I can be forgiven, but I've ruined my life. I've blown it. Listen, Jesus takes all things dead and brings them back to life. Jesus will take a broken life a life that somebody thinks I have gone so far, I have d- gone s- done so much, I've ruined my life, I've blown it. You think it's dead, but that's where the resurrection comes in. That is where we need to know the power of his resurrection. Because it just doesn't affect a dead body. It will affect a dead marriage. It will affect dead finances. It'll affect a dead body. The, the, the resurrection power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of Sunday, the message of Easter is that the dead things in our life can come back to life, that we can live, the Bible says, in newness of life. The Bible says this in Ephesians, that he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at God's right hand in heaven. Right? That's the power that we're supposed to connect to today. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. That power was not just a one-time thing that took place on Easter morning, and it's not just something that's going to take place when Jesus comes back and there is the resurrection of the dead, but that power is supposed to take place today so we can live in newness of life. That power is able to do something today. It can take some a marriage that's been dead and bring it to life. It can take the emotions that have been destroyed with depression and bring joy. It can take finances that have been destroyed and bring provision. It can take a family that's destitute and raise that family up. And Jesus turns life around. And there is a video, Jess's video I'd like you to take a look at right now.
1: As I was in high school, I was rebellious and um, started hanging around the wrong people and the wrong friends and I dropped out of school, I dropped out of high school, and um, at that time, drinking had became a problem, and I had several MIPs, and I ended up getting incarcerated at the Ottawa County Jail when I was about 17 years old, and I did about 30 days there. When I got out, nothing really changed. I continued the same behavior and um, was introduced to the sex industry um, in Grand Rapids, and on my 18th birthday, i auditioned at a club, and I had you know, all the money that I wanted. I had the alcohol. I had people telling me that I was beautiful and that I was pretty. And, um, but that spiraled down into, um, a deep dark hole of depression and hurt and, um, you know, drug addiction and, alcohol abuse and I had a daughter when I was 20 years old about a year after my daughter was born maybe even six months um, I pushed her off onto my mom and went back to the same lifestyle then I had met another man who I thought I was in love with and I had a child with him and we lived together and so I didn't see that I could ever be redeemed um, from what I had put myself through eventually it, enough was enough I kicked him out of my house, and I surrendered my life to God. I gave him everything. I gave him my kids. I gave him my relationship. I gave him my money. I just didn't want anything anymore. I just wanted um, a relationship with him. I started going to Rest Life, and I started going to Access on Thursday nights, and um, I was reading my Bible. I got rid of my cable so that I wasn't even watching TV. I would sit in my room and shut the door, and I would read my Bible, and I would pray, And at that moment, I realized that He is real, and He is a God of love, and it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. He is a loving God, and He forgives, and He wanted to take my broken life and turn it into something beautiful. Because if you've ever, for a moment, thought that God didn't care, or if you've sinned so much that you think that God won't forgive you, He does. And he's not looking for the perfect people. He's looking for people with scars and people that have been through things. And people that have porn addiction or sex addiction or alcohol abuse or that have been beaten on their wives. He's looking for those people. And he wants you to be vulnerable and just surrender your life to him. He wants you to surrender it all and give it all to him.
0: Broken lives. Jesus takes dead lives and he brings life. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And when we come to him, there is a journey. The resurrection really is about a journey. It's an invitation to a journey, to meet Christ, to grow in Christ, to begin to live that abundant life that he has for us, to begin to be a participant in the kingdom of God. In the gospel of Luke, Jesus goes to his hometown of Nazareth. He goes to the synagogue, as the Bible says was his custom on the Sabbath day, and they gave him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And the Bible says he unwound that scroll and he found the place where it was written, and it was Isaiah's scroll, when we call today the sixty-first chapter. And he said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He's anointed me to preach good tidings." To the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Jesus begins to talk about the journey. He begins to talk about the resurrection that he wants to bring into people's lives. And he begins, he says, there's good news for the poor. And it's not just talking about somebody who's financially poor or somebody who's bankrupt, but he's talking about somebody who's poor in spirit. Somebody who knows that in their spirit that they are bankrupt, that they have a need for God. Uh, Need to, to pay for our own sin. So many people are depressed because of it. And remember, Jesus paid so you and I would not have to pay. Again, that is the Friday experience. The good news to those that are broken in spirit, to those that are poor in spirit, who know. I've sinned. I've missed God. I need to get right with God. And they can receive the forgiveness because Jesus paid for their sin 100%. And then he says, and bind up the brokenhearted. Again, the the, the, the broken in spirit, the broken in heart, that's really referring to Friday. But when he's talking about binding up the brokenhearted, that's talking about Sunday. That's talking about Easter. That's talking about a process to heal where you're hurt in your life. Then he said to proclaim liberty to captives, to set free those that are addiction, addicted, whether it's to drugs or alcohol or pornography or whatever that addiction is, those bad habits, right? He wants to proclaim liberty to those that have been bound. Right? It's a process that we go through when we come to him right? There's forgiveness. He opens the prison to those who are bound and he proclaims the year of God's favor. He says, this is the time when you can begin. And once you've gone through the Friday experience, Easter is there. So you can know the power of his resurrection. So your life can be turned around, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when, when we can come to God and we can say, God, I have been so far from you. I've gone my own way. I surrender my life to you and I receive the forgiveness that was purchased for me. It says to comfort all who mourn. It may be that, that, that there's shame, that there's guilt, that, 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 that you've just been depressed. Those that are mourning. right? He wants to bring comfort. He wants to bring direction. You know, when we do not have a direction for our life, we just keep going back where we were before. You know, Jesus had actually rose from the dead, but but Peter was not moving in that process yet. He was still hurt from the, 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 the time when he had denounced Jesus three times. And you know what he did? He knew about the resurrection, but he didn't know where he was supposed to go. And so this is what he said. He said, I'm going fishing. And the rest of the disciples that were with him said, well, we'll go with you. Now, fishing was what Jesus, excuse me, Peter did before Jesus ever called him. And when he did not have direction for his life, he went right back where he had been before. But listen, what Jesus does is he brings direction for our life. And he met with Peter and he gave Peter direction. He told Peter, here's the direction you're to go. You're to feed my sheep. You're to care for my sheep. He gave him direction And so often we understand the Friday part about the forgiveness, but we don't understand the direction that God wants us to go. Listen, he wants you to know the power of his resurrection. He wants the life that he, the the, the abundant life that Jesus purchased for you to come into your life. And he wants to bring freedom from the addiction. He wants to bring healing from the pain and the shame that you've gone through in your life. The, the, the resurrection is not just an event in the past. It is something that is supposed to take place in your life, in my life. And Jesus is inviting us to this journey to live the abundant life and to know the power of his resurrection. He's proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. The, the year when your sin cannot keep you from God. Let me just read it to you again. right? It says that God was in Christ restoring the world to himself, no longer counting or holding men's sins against them, but blotting them out. What Jesus did on the cross on Friday is he paid for all of our sin. It's completely gone. It can't keep you from God. See, it's the day when you can receive that forgiveness. But remember this, you've got to receive it today. You've got to receive it now. You've got to receive it while you're alive. It's too late once you die. He comes to comfort those who mourn in Zion from their shame, from their pain, from their regrets. He comes to comfort there to give freedom from guilt and shame and regret and pain and depression to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That, That heaviness is just an old English word that means depression. Jesus wants to take us on a journey that that breaks that depression off our life and where we end up with anointed with joy. The oil of joy that may may be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord right that he may be glorified. You see, he has a plan for you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you to give you a future and a hope. God, God's plan for you is not for you to go back into that old life. In fact, remember, Peter said we're to be saved from this perverse generation, right? The, to restore broken things. That's, that's part of the resurrection. The broken life through addiction, through pain, through sin, to, to restore that. To bring it to the place of an abundant life. Isaiah 61.4. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, and they shall rise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations. Easter is not an event. It is not something that took place one time, the end. It is an invitation to a process where those old things that have been broken and are now destroyed, that they can be rebuilt, that they can that that, that depression can become joy that that addiction can become freedom, right? That that unforgiveness can become a heart of love. It's an invitation for the ruin to be restored, for the dead to come back to life. How? Well, if you're carrying your own sin and guilt, if you're spiritually dying, the first step is stop dying. Stop dying. Reverse it. Take that death and let Jesus bring it back to life. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, Easter is death working backwards. It's death working backwards. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. He's saying all your efforts will not get you there. You can't get right with God. All of my efforts, I can't get right with God. He's saying, I'm the only way. And what Jesus does is he takes sin out of the way. When you bring Jesus into the equation, sin is out of the way because he paid for your sin. And listen, he is not looking for perfection, right? All of us come with imperfection, right? He's looking for a broken heart who says, I know that I've sinned, I've done wrong, and I come to Jesus to receive forgiveness. I come into Jesus and I lay down my life. And then there's this rebuilding process. It's the Easter. And again, it's not just a day. It's something that's supposed to take place. As we come to know the power of his resurrection, he binds up the brokenhearted. He proclaims liberty to the captains. So he opens doors to those that have been bound in prison and he get and literally he gives, listen he said, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the time of God's favor. And listen, if you will give us a year and get in the word of God every day, get in church and be inspired and and get right relationships, I promise you this, listen, the power of his resurrection will begin to work in you. And you will look back one year and go, oh my goodness, I cannot believe the changes that have taken place because Jesus came that you may have life and have it abundantly. The Bible says we're to live in newness of life because of our identification with his resurrection, right? God loves you where you are, but he wants to take you on a journey of healing that ruined life. He wants to restore. He wants to restore morals that are ruined, families that are ruined, uh, finances that are ruined. Right? God wants to turn your life into an abundant life. So stop dying and start rebuilding. Stop doubting. Right? You can be an oak of righteousness. When Jesus' abundant life comes into you, it begins this process of change, right? And you can become a tree of righteousness. Our God is great and he sees greatness in you. Somebody said, God never made a piece of junk. And I believe that that is true, right? And at Res Life here, we want to be a part of the process. You can start living. You you can start that abundant life. I don't care. You you, But I've been divorced. I've been in prostitution. I've been an addict. I'm a convict. I've had an abortion. I've been through all sorts of financial difficulties and bankruptcies. You know what? God wants to take that life. And he wants to put his resurrection power on that life. And that is when that happens, it becomes an abundant life. You know, you may have been at church where they said you're bad. But listen, the gospel is not about making bad people good. It's about making dead people alive. Dead people. We were dead towards God, but we're going to become alive. And the power of his resurrection is going to begin to work in us is taking broken lives and restoring those lives, right? And what God wants is he wants the ruins of your and my life to come to life. He wants the abundant life that Jesus has. So here's my invitation, my Easter invitation to you, that there is a process that God's calling you to. But some of you, you're just away from God. And you say, I want a real relationship with Jesus, some of you just need to recognize this. I don't want to pay for my own sin. And I want to go on a journey to be restored. Now, if that's you, I'm going to ask you, you're away from God. You say, I don't want to pay for my own sin. And I want a real relationship with Jesus. And um, Some of you, I want to go on this, this journey where the resurrection power of Jesus comes into my heart and into my life. I want you to bow your heads. We're going to pray together right now. Pray this out loud. Say, oh God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that his blood paid for my sins. And I believe that he rose again. And today I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. Jesus is now my king. Jesus is my Lord. And I'm going to live for him. And I pray that the resurrection power of Jesus will come into my life. To take those things that have dead and that have broken and raise them up that I can live the good life that Jesus came for me to live. That abundant life in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you for watching and being a part of our online family. Subscribe to our channel for access to all of our videos and live services. You can also be notified when a new service becomes available if you ring the notification bell. We cannot do this without you. You can support this ministry and help us reach more people with the word by giving at reslife.org give. Thanks again for watching. Be blessed.